What's up, my good peoples? Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're talking about ideas that stimulate wholesome thinking into identity, purpose, vision, and action. I am James Anderson. With me is Logan Eaton and my good peoples. Please welcome. Get your hands ready to welcome Carolyn Anderson, my wife. Oh, hello, people. <laughs> yeah, welcome to be here. Oh. I'm, I am welcome to be here. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Kids are in bed and I get to be a part of this tonight. <laughs> Positive trade-off. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. A lot of good information. <laughs> look, look at all this stuff. Look at all that stuff. Official. Yeah. Yeah. So tonight we're talking about, well, we're, we're just, we're taking a different look. At what Paul was talking about, about boasting in his weakness. Yeah, I was recently just thinking about this concept, you know. Uh, so, essentially, in 2 Corinthians something, um, you know, Paul talks about how he gets this uh, thorn in his flesh, this messenger of Satan to torment him, to keep him from being proud because he had these, like, crazy revelations. And so he says three times he asked God to take it away. And each time he said, God said, my strength is sufficient because uh, what he said, my grace is sufficient because my strength is made perfect in weakness. And um, yeah, I was thinking about this and it just got me interested in the context around all this so i looked it up and here's the kind of skinny so i think that happens in like chapter 12 but so in second corinthians chapters 10 through 13 you have paul defending his apostleship so there was these false apostles that came into the the company of the Corinthians and they just, they started saying all kinds of weird crap talking about, you know, here's Paul's Paul's account ish in second Corinthians uh, 11. You know, he kind of talks a little bit about what these people are doing. He says, because the, the, there becomes this whole battle about boasting because these guys are saying all these high and lofty things about who they are, why they are, why they came from God and why these people should listen to him, give them all their stuff, give them all their money, right? These guys are just totally taking advantage of them and having this influence over them. But Paul's like, dude, these guys are freaking stealing from you. And so he gets into this thing where he talks about, um, you know, which I, I think most, most people are familiar with, you know, he gets into that whole concept of like, you know, these people say they're Hebrews. Well, so am I, they say they're Israelites. Well, so am I. Right. And so, this all happens because these people were trying to take take over the authority of these Corinthians. And so so the whole thing's really interesting. And to get the whole context, it's it's chapter 10 through 13 in Second Corinthians. But you know, one of the things Paul says, he's like, and since others boast about their their human achievements, I will too. After all, I think. After all, you think you're wise, but you enjoy putting up with fools. You put up with you put up with it when someone enslaves you, takes everything you have, takes advantage of you, takes control of everything and slaps you in the face. 
I'm ashamed to say that we have been too weak to do that. Right? And then he goes on, um, and he says, just talking about their boasting, he's like, oh, and don't worry. We wouldn't dare to say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are, but they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as, as the standard of measurement. How ignorant. Right? And it's just this, Paul's just kind of breaking down. It's like these guys are not from God. It's like the, they're, they're talking about a gospel that's different than the one we preach. You're talking about a Jesus that's different than what we preach. You're talking about a spirit that's different than what we preach. It's like, man, you guys need to, like, you kind of need to wake up. Like, we, we are who we say we are. Like, don't forget what we did. And so, yeah, it's interesting just because all of this context kind of flows out into the, that main idea of I boast in my weakness. So, there's these apostles boasting about their quote unquote achievements and strength. And then Paul starts to kind of share what proves that he's an apostle, like uh, his deeds that he's done. So in second Corinthians 11 uh, verse 21 through 27, Paul says, but whatever they dare to boast about, he's like, I'm talking like a fool again. I dare to boast about too. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced dangers in the rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced dangers in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. I have faced dangers from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty, and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough comfort to keep warm. Then, besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches who is weak without me feeling that weakness who is led astray and I don't burn with anger if I must boast I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am God the father of our Lord Jesus who is worthy of eternal praise knows I am not lying when I was in Damascus the governor under King Aridarus yeah Say that 10 times. Kept guards at the city gates to catch me. I had to be lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall to escape him. So, Paul's talking about these just these things he encountered by following God. And it's like these things that he suffered, like, proves one that he came from God. Because <laughs> you can't fake it when you're being beaten multiple times, right? Not just like one time, not one instance, but multiple times. It, it's one thing to, to accidentally get beaten. It's another thing to like wake up in the morning and do it again, do the same things that got you beaten the last time. And so, but it's interesting. He's like, nah, but I'd rather boast about the things that show that I'm weak. But he was, <laughs> but that was in regards to, like his daily burden 
of his concern for all the churches. He's like, who's weak and I don't feel that weakness? Who's led astray and I don't burn with anger, right? Like his compassion, care, and need for these people, I think, was quote-unquote weakness compared to like what the quote-unquote super apostles, you know, what, what they, the, the strength they were boasting about, right, compared to what they were talking about, you know, this looks like weakness, like Paul's actual care and concern for people instead of manipulating them and taking advantage of them. And so <clears throat> then Paul goes on and, he's, and he says, uh, this is where it kind of gets a little crazy in chapter 12. So Paul talks about, he's like, well, then I could go on to, to boast about these visions and revelations that I've had. Right. And he's like, there's this one time about 14 years ago, right in the body or out of the body. I don't know. But I went to the third heaven in paradise and saw things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words. Things no human is allowed to tell. And he says that experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. Can you say bummer? He says, I will boast only about my weakness. If I wanted to boast, I would be no I, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. Right. So these false apostles were like, no, man, look, here's all the great things we've done. Here's our resume. Here's how amazing we are. Paul's like, no, man, look, man, I got I get beat. I get led down a, a basket because these people are trying to kill me. He's like, no, nah, I focus on these things. I don't focus on these revelations because because he's like, you could you could hear. He could tell you the story about how he encountered God and literally saw the invisible kingdom and things that you just there aren't even words to display and express what he saw. He could talk about those things and then your your perspective of him, man, would skyrocket, right? You'd be like, this guy, you know, it's amazing. He's got, you know, this favor of God and, and you could worship him for that. But he's like, look, I'm not even going to talk about that because I don't want you to look at me in a way that I don't actually demonstrate in my life, right? I, I, the pers- like the, the view you should have of me is based off of my message and my conduct, this is just a totally different perspective than those uh, false apostles. All right, so then here's where it gets real weird. So Paul, um, he's talking about he had these, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> he's had these the, these epic and wonderful revelations. So Paul says, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from being proud. All right. That's kind of weird. So then three times, this is Paul talking, three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in my in the insults, the hardships, the persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. But it it seems like Paul's perspective of weakness might be different than maybe what we typically think of weakness. 
What do you guys think about that or any of that? Yeah, I'm trying to just ask myself questions, trying to go through this. Like what? So if we're, if we're trying to figure out what really the weakness was, well, what was strength? Like what was the strength that it's compared to? Like what is it? What is the weakness that we're looking about? What is it compared? What's the opposite of it? The strength that we're, we're that was supposedly on these other Pharisees. Like if strength is is like the if strength that in the, in this circumstance was pride and arrogance and um, you know. Lie, lying and and trying to trick people, then I would want to boast in weaknesses too. I would mm. want to boast in the the uh, delivering the truth in the purest purest form possible and not telling them about this, the visions that I had just just for the sake of not wanting somebody to look to get to get a, the truth in in an, in an unpure form. So if strength is this pride, arrogance, and trickery, then. I think Paul's right on when he's saying, like, yeah, I'm going to boast in my weaknesses. I'm going to give the truth in the purest form. And um, I'm going to I'm gonna um, boast about the opposite of whatever these false Pharisees were boasting about, which, which was like the pride and the arrogance, the, fool, the trickery, the lying to, get to, to exploit people and gain from them. So if that's the strength, then, uh, yeah, the weakness is definitely not what we think about weakness today. The weakness that Paul's talking about is definitely not what we think about being being weak or um, the weaknesses that we think about today. Because weaknesses today is like, I think it's like a bunch of, uh, it's probably more like the first thing you think about is the physical or the mental weaknesses, the victim mindset. And I don't think that's what what Paul's talking about here. If the strength was, if the strengths that he was comparing to was, was pride, arrogance, trickery, ex- exploitation and all that. So that's just what I, I guess was thinking about going through that. It's like we're not even talking about um, weaknesses. Just has a seems like to me has a different connotation in these verses than what we would think about weakness today. But yeah, I think weakness oft, often can come across as an inability to do something, whereas here mm. he's clearly doing something, which is why he's having hardships, persecutions. And so his weakness is showing that he's actually going through this stuff where the, the super apostles were just boasting about what they were doing, but they weren't going through any hardships. So when he's saying, I take pleasure in my weaknesses, it's because Christ is shown, the power of Christ is shown through, his we- through those weaknesses, but those weaknesses are the hardships and the troubles. And in order to, I mean, someone who's weak the actions go he's through taking? something yeah those actions you, you you can't be weak and go through something like that over and over and over he's clearly strong and but he's but Christ is shown as strong through that because of what he's going through so it's definitely that. not an inability he's definitely saying it's not this inability that he has cuz ob- it's obviously that he has the ability cuz he's doing these things yeah i think sometimes we think like I'm just a weak human. I don't have any ability. I don't have any skills. Only only Christ in me shows that, but really we are God's creation. So yeah. we 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 aren't just nothings. Yeah, we <laughs> you know, we have skill and ability and the yeah. you know, obviously Paul had lots of ability in order to go through these hardships to to be sharing with people and to be out there day after day. And had yeah. the mo- motivation to do it. 
Yeah, in my in my experience, believing that that you have an inability is just an excuse. I know I've used it as an excuse not to do something, or not to take on responsibility or accountability. Yeah, uh, and that's I guess that's definitely not the case with what Paul's doing here. He's he's definitely taking responsibility for the people and for his own life, and for the message of delivering pure truth. Um, and it's definitely he's definitely putting in the effort to do that. So. Um, yeah, thinking that weakness is an inability can can mask itself um, in just an excuse to not do something, an excuse to not take a step, or an excuse not uh, an, an excuse to not put forth effort or take responsibility for something. And I know I've done that. I've I've been in that in that state of mind where it's like uh, subconsciously I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm, I have no ability to do this. I and it's just it feels better. It's like yeah, I don't have to. I don't even have to think about it anymore. Even though I know deeper, deeper down, <laughs> deeper that I should be doing this, I should be doing something, yeah, or taking a step or something. So, how'd you get off the hook? So you, because of the inability, so you're supposed to do something, but you're like, no, nah, I'm too scared. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, like somehow, how does that excuse you? Like um, in that mindset, like how does? How does it excuse? It's like, I can't do it. Well, I'll just give it to God because you, you're yeah. in like this uh, kind of maybe confusion, um, emotional turmoil. Well, you don't like, have to, well, I yeah, just got to give it to God. Right. When and you then, say that to yourself or you say that, it's like you, it's like, yeah, the responsibility is no longer on you anymore. It takes that. It's like, it's just this a way to make yourself feel better that it's like, okay, I don't even have to worry about this anymore. Yeah. Um, I think like we talked about before we started, just even the word surrender. Where like oh, yeah. in that moment of okay inability, you could say, okay, I surrender all this, but that doesn't mean backing off from your responsibility. And yeah, you know yeah. that surrender actually being like owning it. Yeah, you yeah. But right, you don't want to give something to God that He wants to give back to you. <laughs> <laughs> that gave to you. Yeah, but He's trying to give to you like at the same time. Yeah, but it, it, I can't surrenders. That's that one gets weird because where it's a real thing it's different than you would think. Cause yeah. So like, let's just say like you, you feel like you should be doing something, but then you're scared and now you're conflicted on the insects. You're like, yeah, like you, you don't want to embrace it anymore because it like terrifies you. So because it terrifies you, you know, there's that idea of like, okay, well maybe I shouldn't do it, but then you've got this conflict. Well then you know, you could get that idea or that, uh, advice to like, well, you just need to surrender to God. So it's like, okay, cause I'm in this emotional turmoil. It's because I, I'm not, I'm not surrendered. So I just need to give that to him and then I'll be okay. But it's like, no, you really just need to like do the thing you're supposed to do and embrace the fear. But yeah, that concept of surrender kind of turns into this. Uh, I'm not going to do anything until I clearly hear from God. Like he's going to have to move this table an inch before I know that God wants me to do this. Right. And, it just, but that becomes in like in back into like the slave mentality where Jesus is like, no, bro, like you guys, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. Right. And then once you become born again, you become children, right. With a father and uh, a father's mentality is to let me teach you how to be like me. So, yeah, I was just had thought like surrenders, surrenders, giving you an excuse to live in indecision then just to live in, in, a, in a state of indecision in the incorrect version of surrender. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and I think you can misinterpret or not even understand what that actually means to say, I'm giving it to God. So a lot of times I I think we can say that, like, oh, I'm just going to give it to God. But it's like, what does that actually look like? What does Mm. that actually mean? And when you can think about it as like taking action while in union with Christ, like figuring out, you know, where he's taking you, what you're supposed to be doing. But it's not just like the sit back and wait for answers, but it's taking steps in faith and in action. Because that's totally different. I mean, it seems like it would be easy to give it to God, but then what does that actually mean or look like? Well, that's just like a misunderstanding of who we are and who God is, right? Like, we have duties and responsibilities on purpose. I mean, Jesus came, brought restoration, and then left, right? I mean, like, and he says, okay, I'm going to go away for a long time like a really long time. Well, then I'm going to come back and then you guys are going to give an account of what you did. Right. It's like he gave, you know, in these different parables, he gave them money. They gave them his estate. And he's like, all right, I'm going to leave. He's like, you're going to increase this. I'm going to leave. I'm not going to check in on you right in this parable. Right. I was like, I'm it. The accountability and the reckoning is when I come back, then we're going to make an account. And that's then what you're rewarded or punished for. So, yeah, this concept of, like, you know, whatever, you know, Jesus take the wheel. It's like, <laughs> no, I think you get the I think you get the wheel back in Jesus. Right. And then you get coordinates to where you should go. And like the power that fuels that car is called the Holy Spirit. And you drive. God's not interested in making anybody do anything, right? The reason why there was two trees in the garden is because it's not a choice if there's no options, right? God's not interested in making anybody do anything. If he was, we would not be so ignorant of who he is and who we are. That just wouldn't be a real thing. If God was in control and controlled everything, we would not be so confused about who God is. Yeah. So then it matters then what we do, like the decisions we make. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, sometimes people are like, well, you know, you know, I don't know, man. It's just like people say, well, you just, you just need to, I don't know, confess your weakness to God. No, no. Jesus said, why would you doubt? Like the disciples are in a boat. Jesus is asleep. This storm is raging. The waters, there's wind, there's waves, there's waters piling into the boat the disciples freaking out they wake up jesus but bro don't you care we're about to die jesus is like shh, shh. <laughs> and the storm calms down and he's like why would you doubt i think yeah. we, you know we're like no you gotta give it no he's like why would you doubt he's like yeah but it's so t-. no no he's like where is your faith he's like when the son of man comes back to earth will there be faith and it's like sometimes there's just this weird concept of it's like there's just this weird cycle that I wish we could explain better in the moment. But it's like there's this thing where people are like, OK, you can't do anything without God. But then, OK, but then when we have God, we're still saying you really can't do anything either because we keep coming back to this inability and thinking somehow that's all we have and that's what we're stuck with. Well, it's almost the separation where like that doesn't once you're in God, you're in God. So it's not this like I'm apart from God. I can do nothing 
oh wait I'm now now I've got him I can do something but it's like instead there isn't a separation we're in God so we can do it you know yeah yeah Yeah. another experience I've had is that confessing your inability brings about like an emotional state and then that brings about this this perception of connection to God and so then then you 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 go through that and then and then uh you know, you might go about different things and then, but then you feel distant from God and you, you wonder why you feel distant from God. It's because you don't have that connection. And then you think, well, what brought about that connection? It was that emotional state that happened when, when I was confessing all my inability and all this stuff. And so you go back into that and you just reinforce the idea that you don't have any ability and you don't, you're too weak to do anything or you're not good enough to do anything. And then you get that emotional uh, feeling that brings about a connection and then you feel close and then you go and it just starts that cycle I, that's just that's my experience that I've had it's like um, and then when you feel when you feel confident and you feel like you're going somewhere it's like why do I feel distant from God <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, yeah um, but you it, w- w- the 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 beautiful part is like you got a bridge you got to you got a bridge like that you got to take that uh, in that part where you're confident you're going somewhere you're doing something and, and it's like that is when that's when you're moving and God's working and not not in this like this false perception of, of a connection brought about by just a, a human emotion yeah um, well, that's wh- that that's then where you need to that that's then where it's time to have faith right because it's like the okay now i'm taking action yeah but then it feels like i'm far away from god so does that mean i'm going in the wrong direction right that dude i think about that all the time and i'm like no this is where you employ faith this is where i'm gonna believe and keep going no but i'm not having these and i'm it's i'm not like i don't know i'm not like hearing all these things you know no this is where you have faith you remember where you're going and you keep going yeah well it's like those obstacles Look, Paul certainly didn't doubt that he was going the right way, and mm. he certainly faced plenty of obstacles to challenge. Yeah, when his boat wrecked three times, I think, yeah, it's like, am I going the... <laughs> at some point, you're like, am I going the right way? Oh, that's just like, it's just, the, his journeys were gnarly. I mean, yeah. you didn't have a, you know, you're not you're not on a cruise ship, man. You're on a freaking sailboat. <laughs> right? I mean... A wooden one. Yeah. yeah like a with not oars a, uh, maybe i don't know a polyester one or a, or a <laughs> there, plastic there one. ain't no slide on the top of that bad boy one night, once i spent a whole night and day adrift at sea it wasn't just, <laughs> just different <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what it feels like though sometimes when you're moving when you're going in a direction it's like you feel like you're you're floating around but you got to keep you got to keep going towards the destination yeah and trust yeah that that's faith it's trusting that you're moving towards the destination yeah yeah, I was thinking about kind of just what you were talking about. I mean, one, it's like you get into that cycle and you start create, creating a habit of yeah. like inability. Like that's the only that becomes your you start identity. to believe it. Yeah. But I, there was a podcast by Chris Valentin, and he was talking about how the difference between like forgiveness and repentance. And he's like, you can get you can kind of get addicted to forgiveness because it's like you know, asking for forgiveness or confessing, you know, your inabilities or this and that you can kind of, there can be a weight that's lifted, but then you can get that weight lifted, but then never actually repent. Right. So repent means to change the way you think. So it's like, you got to, we're talking about getting out of the inability and into ability, which is just a process of taking action. There was something else, Chris, I was listening to a podcast today and he was talking about, He's done, he had this encounter um, with Jesus. 
he was <laughs> he was in the bathtub reading or praying or whatever jesus walks through the wall and um and like just starts talking to him <laughs> i'm gonna start hanging out in the bathtub i guess yeah <laughs> but um yeah so he tells so jesus tells him he's like hey man you're gonna be a prophet to the nations you know you're you're gonna um you know impact governments and uh all these things and he's like the encounter lasted like a half hour and then he said jesus was walking out of the room and then all of a sudden stopped turned around came right up to him looked him in the face and i'm, I'm gonna get this wrong but it but he looked at him and, and Chris could see like the world was in his eyes. And Jesus said, history will prove whether or not you believe me. Like history, what you do will affect change or what you don't do won't affect change. And the, the world, when you're gone, when you're dead, history will prove whether or not you believe me or not. And it's just like, son of a, like, Wow. <laughs> Believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah, when Jesus is talking to you right in the face, telling that history will prove yeah. whether you believed or not, it's like there's no such thing as an ability anymore. <laughs> no, there's just take action. Yeah. Take <gasps> action. Well, because it's like you look at these, you look at Paul's resume, man. It's just like we got to do something with their lives. He's like, look. He says, are, you know, are they servants of Christ? He says, uh, I've served him far more. Like he's like, I've worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, faced death again and again. Five times, five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I faced dangers from rivers and from robbers. I faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I faced dangers from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm i mean it just goes on and on and on he's not he didn't even talk about like wild beasts and all this other crap i mean this is like we should we gotta freaking do something with our lives man i mean history will prove whether or not you believe me Shit. that's legit yeah my gosh. Yeah, so kind of going back to Paul just for a second. Um, Paul, so he, he was talking about this thorn in his flesh, right, so that he wouldn't become proud. This is just interesting, right? Because this, is, this all has to do with, like, when he says, I'm going to boast in my weakness, because in my weakness is strength is made perfect. So this is in relations to, like, this thorn in his flesh. But what's but here's what's interesting. It's it, we should we need to be, let's just clarify this real quick. Paul was given a thorn in his flesh. Paul was, like, not me, not you, not you. Hopefully, not you that's listening, right? Like, <laughs> you weren't given a thorn in your flesh. Paul was. Yeah. And it says, but this this but this thorn was given to him. 
not because of what he didn't know, right? So, I mean, when you think about this weakness, you're like, are we talking about our inabilities? I don't, I don't think so. Because, look, he's not talking about he, – he didn't get this thorn because of what he didn't have or what he didn't experience or what he didn't understand. It was given to him because of what he knew, because of what he had seen, because of what he had experienced. He was given the thorn because of his overflowing abundance of encounters, not the lack thereof, which is super interesting. It's like this thing came because of like everything epic that he had. But like, he, I don't know. He still needs to keep his mind in check. I don't I don't I don't I don't totally get it. But what I see in the context of this, it's it's something different than just our inabilities. It's like it's it's more like obedience unto death. Yeah. Second Corinthians starts out in chapter one. If I can find it real quick. Oops, wrong one. Um, give me a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8 and some, it says, we, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as the result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely on only on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger and will rescue us again. Right? Like this weakness, I don't know. Like, so in this, right? Like they literally thought they were going to die, like because people are real actually trying to kill them. So they're like, man, they just, I don't know. When you, when you're like death is imminent that's kind of rough, right? Like it was like beyond what they could bear, but it, it caused them to stop relying on them and learn to rely on God who raises the dead. I mean, we're talking about like literally like they're facing death. So this reality of like the resurrection and, and just the manifestation of the kingdom of heaven, which is invisible. I mean, it's like whether you believe that or not is really going to be crystal clear when you're actually faith, facing death because of it. And so he's talking about this thing. He's like, all right, man, we, we, we got off ourselves and got into Jesus. It's like this weakness, everything this weakness is circled around is epic action because this whole thing, he's like, I boast. I'm going to boast in my, he's like, because, sorry, because, um, what he said, um, yeah, he says, so now I'm, I, I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work in uh, through me. That's why I pleasure, but look at this lineup, right? That's why I pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. Because when I'm weak, I'm strong. Like everything is talking about action. Everything is talking about perseverance. Everything is talking about persecutions and insults and hardships. It's all talking about like moving None of it's talking about like, a, you know, I've got this problem. I, I don't understand. I'm not well trained. It's like that's just not what any of this is wrapped around. I mean, you even think about that. Um, that passage talks about contentment, right? He's like, I know what it's like to be in need. I, I know what it's like to have plenty. I know what it's like to be hungry, to be well fed, have clothes, not clothes, you know. But I've, I've learned to be content in every situation. Because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. 
like a lot of times that just just gets boiled down to hey you just need to be happy with what you have no paul's like i don't freaking care what i have or don't have i'm going to freaking dominate like i'm going to spread this message so that every gentile that is on earth will have heard the name jesus like that's what everything is wrapped around none of it's wrapped around inability well, well, that's where it's like in the obstacles, you're showing the strength because you're still doing it. Like, it doesn't matter if I don't have clothes or I don't have food. He's like, he's still going. And so instead of the just think, you know, the contentment piece where it's like it doesn't matter what you have, you should be content. It's more of the like doing what I'm supposed to be doing, no matter the obstacles. The obstacles don't prove that you're not going the right way. They they just are part of the journey. It's being <laughs> like, con- So being content. On the, during the during the action, not it's not a verse that justifies being content in the in, in this indecision state. It's like being content in in the action where you're facing obstacles in all those situations, because all those situations he's talking about came from him taking actions, and so it's not a verse that justifies being content just in sitting in indecision and, and justifying indecision as a, or, or or using that verse as an excuse for indecision and just the inability to make a decision that's i, I guess that's what i thought and what, what carolyn said was like um it's being content on the moving the moving parts you know when you're moving and all these things are coming at you and you're in different situations it's not being content in doing nothing <laughs> that, that's kind of what i thought yeah, because I've used that verse as as an excuse to just yeah be content and not making a decision. Oh, I got just, you. Just, just be do happy nothing. with life. Do nothing. Be happy existing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, man. I don't know. I can't. Can't. No. Yeah. You eventually you won't. Eventually you might you might feel good for a second, but eventually you're gonna you're gonna go insane because you, especially if there's there's something inside that you know you need to be doing or right. there's something that needs done. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll go crazy. Yeah, because we're not designed that way. We just weren't built that way. Mm-mm. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. It is interesting. It's interesting to think what we could do. Like it's it's interesting to think if we just decided that we wanted to like impact Bowling Green, like if we just decided like wh- like this is what we're gonna do, like we're we're going to get into the schools. We're going to get into these businesses. We're going to get into the, you know, the government here. And it's like, you know, I, I, we're just, the goal is to make an impact. Like, let's like, like, let's serve and let's see how we can help out and see, you know, what, what are problems that we can bring the solution to? I mean, if we just, if we just decided like we're actually going to be the light of the world, it's like, in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, would history prove, right, that that you, that the light of the world got out of the bucket and actually shined and actually gave light to the places that needed it? It's just interesting to think about the potential. I think about that sometimes. I just like, you know, you know, if I wasn't, I'm slowly taking action, but it's like, dude, I'm, I'm done. Dude, I'm scared. There's things I'm scared of, you know, I had a meeting last night, pumped up to go to it afterwards. They're like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, I'm like scared. I was like, you know, it's hard to commit, but it's like, if I, if I wasn't so, if I didn't care about being scared, you know, and just, I didn't care about like working it out, bombing and showing up again. Like if I didn't care about 
you know, or if I just, just who cares and just got into it, like how much could I actually accomplish? What could I actually do? You know, if I blew up my TV, you know, it's just <laughs> like, it, and just like, what if all my time is just like, what if I gave my entire self to it? Like, what could I actually get done? Yeah. Well, that comes back around to the boasting in your weakness. If you go do it and it bombs, but then you do it again and then, you know, it's like you did it. And so you can't become strong if you don't push through when it, it doesn't go well. Yeah. 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 You can't know what strong and weak is unless you're moving, (laughs) unless you're doing something. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you're going to run into obstacles. I I mean, and when you look back in 20 years, if you never did the first one, how can 20 years from now be better than the first one? If you didn't do the first one, that won't be as good, you know, but you just, you did it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And he said in, I boast in my weaknesses because then I am strong. Right. I mean, it, the whole thing about contentment is that no, that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But like for reals, I wish I could say it in a different way to take like the religious emptiness out of it. But it's like, no, seriously, like I keep going because there's this just there's this thing that it's like it's beyond I, I, it's beyond my the care for my body. It's not that I don't like my body. It's just that like I care about achieving the kingdom in spite of it matter what yeah which i mean that's intense man that's i mean you you got to think about paul's body i mean you saw him with his shirt off dude would have been you know it would have just been scar tissue from all all these beatings yeah he's obsessed he's obsessed about what he had to get done yeah who is it It's, it's peter right he's like he's he's saying I think, I think this first part was for him. He's talking about, he's like, you haven't yet suffered to the point of shedding blood, you know, and like your resistance against sin in the world. He says, but people who, who suffer like physically uh, for Jesus, it's like they're done with sin. It's just like it's over. It's like you, you don't live your life anymore for worldly pleasures, but only to serve Christ. Go out there and get <laughs> get a beat down, <laughs> but not because you're dumb, not because of being dumb. Uh, I don't think that works that way. But no, man, I just think this whole thing just speaks of man. Let's just do let's let's do something, man. Let history speak that we freaking believe, and let whatever that is <laughs> in our weaknesses, man. Whatever, who cares? regardless, let Christ be found strong. When you look at our lives, when people on the outside, inside, look at our lives, be like, bro, all I can see is Jesus. It's sexy. Let that be your life. My good peoples, until next time, peace!